Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. All right, so today we are performing the bold experiment of providing an episode that is a part two, first time we've done this. And uh, obviously, it's dependent on listening to an earlier episode, which is last week's, which was part one, of debugging implementation. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, you will probably still get benefit from today's episode. And uh, since you've already started this one, you may as well listen to it. But be sure to listen to last week's. And if you need to listen to this one again, well, as we say in the Lower East Side, it can't hoit promise you that. Because today we're going to bring up what, in my humble opinion, is the most, and this is just my opinion, but is the most important word in the Hubbard management system that you're not using. There are certain words that, when discussing the Hubbard management system, you're going to hear all the time. Words like organizing boards and statistics and formulas and communication systems, etc. But this word, for some reason, which we can probably understand better after this episode is over, not so much. However, it is the key to getting all these other elements implemented. It is a key to implementation, which was a subject of last week's episode and is what we're going to debug with this week's episode. Last week, we discovered that confront, lack of, is at the bottom of a lack of implementation. And I promised that this week we would learn the handling. This word is the handling. One word. And that word is the word drill. D-R-I-L-L. Drill. Drilling is a tool that one uses to overcome a lack of confront. Now, before we go much further, let's make sure we understand this term, drill. Uh, It is defined as a method of learning or training in which an action is done over and over until it is smooth, competent, and professional. Okay, this is based on uh, Mr. Hubbard's works. Uh, Here's a direct quote from Mr. Hubbard. The word drilling from 7 June 1970 defined as, quote, that action done over and over until it is smooth, competent, and professional, end quote. So that's Mr. Hubbard's definition of drilling from 7 June 70. That action done over and over until it is smooth, competent, and professional. So for good measure, let's define competent. And uh, good old Mr. Oxford describes that as having the necessary ability, knowledge, or skill to do something successfully. Uh, Make a mental note of this word success and successfully. It's going to come up again and again in this episode. But here's Oxford's definition. Having the necessary ability, knowledge, or skill to do something successfully. That's competent. comes from late Middle English, uh, from Latin competent, from the verb competere in its earlier sense of be fit or proper. So it comes from the word to be fit or proper or something. 
right? So you might describe someone, uh, the example that Oxford uses, a competent surgeon, somebody who could perform the surgeries successfully, smoothly, professionally, competently, and the operation is a success. You can have a competent mechanic. You watch them skillfully, smoothly, competently, professionally taking apart an engine or a carburetor or a brake system or whatever they're doing, and they do it with surety. They do it with certainty. They've, they've, they've obviously practiced this over and over again. They have drilled. They have drilled. You know, you can watch in awe as, you know, a skilled cabinet maker, you know, takes the various pieces of lumber and all of a sudden he magically, you just watch him through the whole process, very smooth, skillfully assembling a cabinet or a table or what have you. And that comes about through practice. It comes about through drill. They drill to achieve that level of competence. They've taken their knowledge and they've coupled it with drilling and they achieve success. You see a product. Now, on the other hand, you can see uh, an incompetently solved automobile or, an in, or a badly built piece of furniture, and you know that that person is incompetent. Why? Because it's not a success. Whatever the action was that they are engaged in is not arriving at a final success point. So this is the distinction between someone who is competent and someone who's incompetent. It's the product. Are they achieving it, and are they achieving it smoothly and efficiently? You follow, not just by luck or by grunting and groaning. Okay. So from this, we discover that the bridge between knowledge and competence then would be drill. But I see so little drilling going on amongst the members, amongst the wise membership. Even just bringing up the idea of drilling, I would even bet that there have been a few groans amongst today's listeners to this episode. <sighs> Why? Is that true? Do you, do you kind of go, oh, drilling. Oh, my God. Why? Because drilling handles confront. So, of course, there is resistance to drilling because you are running into the absence of the very thing it handles. Confront. You need to drill to confront. But to some degree, you need to confront to drill. Now, I know this is a review for most of you, but let's look at the word confront. Mr. Harvard defines it in many places because it is such an integral, vital part of all of the discoveries and technologies that Mr. Hubbard developed. But here's one from uh, 4 January 1973. He defines it simply as, an, quote, an action of being able to face, end quote. So, you know, we all go through this with our friends, you know, can you confront the situation? Can you face the situation? Can you... This is the second definition, this, now, this one from 2 June 1971. The ability to be there comfortably and perceive. Now, we've all watched people, quote-unquote, perceiving very uncomfortably. And one of the things you'll notice about people who are uncomfortably perceiving is they're not really perceiving at all. Okay, they don't notice things. They don't see things. Uh, they get easily startled. They get easily caught off guard because they're not observing. They're not there comfortably in perceiving. So their confront is not there. Uh, here's a definition from 1961. Confront itself is a result and an end product. It itself isn't a doingness. It's an ability. Okay, so it's an ability. Confront is an ability. And finally, 
four giant 73 to face without flinching or avoiding. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to confront everything? Think about that. You know, how many things in your own business are you flinching from or avoiding? Like how about your books or your finances or your taxes or firing somebody or hiring somebody or uh, talking to certain people about certain things. I mean, there you just take a look at it. You could make a, a list of things that you're not confronting. And those are the things, incidentally, where you have an incompetence. You're not able to achieve success in those areas. Why? Because a fundamental, it starts with confront. And confront is achieved through drill. Simple enough. Can you be there and face something? Now, you might think your staff are facing things and being there all the time. I mean, they showed up for work, didn't they? They're talking to the customer, aren't they? But I want you to observe them closely. Get in your own confront, okay? Just perceive. In many cases, particularly with relatively incompetent staff, you will notice that they are not communicating. To some degree, it is an artificial persona that is doing that talking. And Mr. Hubbard has a technical word for it called a quote, circuit, end quote. And we're not going to go into that in a lot of depth, but just we're talking about the employee isn't there at all. What you see is a persona, okay? Something there that is doing the communicating, but it's not the guy. And this is where you get the bulk of your mistakes and incompetence. Now, if you observe uh, a competent employee doing what they do well, uh, you will notice a dramatic difference in their confront. And a dramatic difference, obviously, in their competence, their performance, and most importantly, their success. Here's a classic example. You know, your classic used car salesman persona. I'm not saying uh, somebody with that persona, that artificial persona, is not going to make sales here and there. But you would be shocked to discover how many of their sales leave an unhappy customer. That won't come back. They are not truly successful, in fact. You observe the guy or the gal that sits down with a customer and can really confront them and confront the skills and technology that goes along with selling. Remember, technology is applied knowledge. There is a technology for anything, including sales. You're observing the sweet science that actually becomes art as that person dissolves the barriers to buying that the customer has. And watch that customer walk away happy and winning. Now, that is competence. And it is earned through practice and drilling. Now, um, we're going to revisit the last section of this article we've now taken up in two earlier episodes of Business Wise. Uh, that would be episode one of volume two. We started the year with that episode, January. And then last week's episode, episode 11 of volume two. And that is this article dated 25 January 1971, entitled Squirrel Admin. Remember, squirrel is offbeat, unusual handlings for things instead of the standard usual handlings for things. So that's fast definition, but more precisely defined in, epi in the earlier episode to this one, part one. Okay, remind you to listen to that. But he says here in the final section of this article, which we never got to, which by the way, doesn't that indicate how much material there is in the Harvard Management System? I mean, think about this. The fact that we can take up three episodes covering only one of Mr. Hubbard's articles on management and administration should tell you that it's probably going to be quite a while before we run out of material for business-wise, don't you think?
here we go. So it's the section starts out with the word drills. And Mr. Hubbard says here, thus an administrator or staff member, even when the group's tech, short for technology, even when the group's tech is available and known, must be able to confront and handle the confusions which can occur and which invite a turnaway and a squirrel solution. So we hark back to last week's episode where the person has learned something but can't confront the circumstances and turns away from those circumstances and turns away from the known solution and creates an unusual solution, unworkable solution, which then becomes a problem just about inevitably in the future. And that's called a squirrel solution. So to repeat that paragraph, he says, thus an administrator or staff member even when the group's tech is available and known, must be able to confront and handle the confusions which can occur and which invite a turnaway and a squirrel solution. You might, for instance, have uh, a process or a policy on how you handle a disgruntled, upset customer, client, or patient. Okay, and this is how you do it, and you don't uh, invalidate the person, and this is what you say, and this is how you handle and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of go over it in a seminar or in a staff meeting or what have you. And then somebody calls up and they tear apart your employee. And those that had never, never been drilled. So that procedure goes out the window. You know, they hang up the phone on the person, they get rude, or they put them on hold forever, or they do something dumb and unusual and squirrel. Why? Because of a lack of confront. Even as simple a thing as handling an upset customer, which is a relatively simple process, if you know what you're doing and you have your own technology of it, but you, you work out that technology, you better drill it. Otherwise, people will be caught flat-footed. They'll be surprised. They will go into a turnaway and an unusual squirrel solution. So he goes on to say this, quote, even the situation of the inabilities to confront and handle can be solved by third dynamic, which means group. We've studied the dynamics. We did cover them in earlier episodes. So life can be compartmented into uh, drives or urges to survive, one of them being the urge to survive as a group. So that's called the third dynamic, group, drills, and drills on the sixth dynamic, physical universe. So the sixth dynamic is the urge to survive through and of a physical universe. That's why you like to have a nice home around you and you like to put order into physical universe. You like it to be, you like it to survive too. And you survive better because it survives better. So that's called the sixth dynamic. So I'll read that paragraph again. Even the situation of the inabilities to confront and handle can be solved by third dynamic group drills and drills on the sixth dynamic physical universe. I remember... I was, uh, I don't, it doesn't really matter how old I was, but I was young in my teens. And I was uh, in uh, the Northwest Territories of Canada, just, uh, just about seven, 800 miles from the North Pole. And um, I was a y relatively young, but handling, I was a foreman for a crew. And um, I just discovered the technologies that Mr. Hubbard teaches, only just briefly. And uh, I remember having a bunch of uh, university kids up there working with me uh, on a project. 
and I was shocked at their incompetencies and and how much difficulty they had in handling physical universe items like spray guns and paintbrushes and hammers and jackhammers. And um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to have one of these guys here just as an experiment. I just told him, look, for the next 10 minutes, all I want you to do is pick up that uh, spray gun and put it down and then pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. Now, this guy was making a hash of everything he was painting with that spray gun, everything. And um, I just walked away, let him just do that for like five, 10 minutes. And uh, I'll be back in a few. I came back, I don't know, maybe half an hour later. And the guy was doing this beautiful job of painting, doing nothing but picking up and letting go his equipment. Now, this is, I'm telling you, brand new. I knew nothing. And uh, just did that as kind of an experiment. I was stunned at the result from such a simple thing. That's a sixth dynamic physical universe drill. Probably one of the simplest. And this is one of the keys to drilling is gradients. You know, you don't want to try and drill somebody at too high uh, a level of competence. So you're trying to build up competence step by step or gradiently. You know, um, again, thinking back to, uh, you know, my youth where uh, we were, you know, a bunch of kids and myself, we were always diving off the rocks into the swimming hole, you know, we, and it was always a process of gradients, you know, the, the young kids would start, you know, maybe three or four feet up and then, uh, then they would take the next level it was a bunch, it was like a, a swimming hole with cliffs, you know, and, uh, you know, by the time you were 12 or 13, you're diving off, you know, 50 foot cliffs. course, parents just kind of were okay on it because everybody was taking it on a gradient. They, in fact, were drilling, if you think about it. It's a form of drill because it was a gradient increase of confront. I quote Mr. Hubbard here, quote, the drills would be practices in achieving general awareness and confronting and handling the noise and confusions which make one oblivious of or which drive one off and away from taking standard actions. You know, Here's the salesperson. He's been taught uh, this sales process or procedure. You need to follow. Uh, he's been taught how to contact the person. He's been taught how to handle their um, antagonism or, or objections. You can go back to my uh, earlier episode on dissemination for some of these uh, standard solutions. And... Um, Something happens which uh, he's not prepared for. The customer says something they're not prepared for or maybe antagonizes them in a way that they have a hard time confronting, or says something that they have a hard time confronting. And next thing you know, standard procedure is gone. Okay, so uh, there goes your standard solution. Now in comes a squirrel solution and there goes your success. So again, he says, the drills would be practices in achieving general awareness and confronting in handling the noise and confusions which make one oblivious of or which drive one off and away from taking standard actions. I'd like you to do this. This is a drill for you. Just take your receptionist and observe her, okay, or him, and uh, establish through observation and through your knowledge of the Hubbard Management System 
what would be the perfect drill on how to handle the phones? Uh, you don't want it to be too artificial. You don't want it to be too synthetic. You don't want it to be too much of a synthetic personality. You want it probably genuine, friendly, receptive, listening, duplicating. I tell you one of the reasons I bring this up is because the quality of reception I get mostly when I call uh, even the members is pretty frightening. You can even call or have somebody else call your uh, office or your business and see how the phone is handled. And, you know, just do your own observation. This is your drill, low gradient. You're going to do your own observation and you're going to create your own drill on how you want the phones uh, and reception handled. Okay, you write that all down as a drill. Now, remember, there's gradients here. You might want to just have the receptionist touch and let go of the phone for a while or uh, just sit there comfortably and perceive uh, her area, you know, as a low gradient. It's not unusual to take it back that far. Uh, do not try to create a drill that has everything that they need to know and do all in one drill. You probably want to create two or three drills that lead up to uh, a final drill where you're going to have an irate customer calling up complaining or a rude somebody or other. And how is he or she going to handle that communication? What do they do? Where do they route the communication? How do they take a message? Uh, how long can they let the phone ring for? Uh, how long uh, can they leave a person on hold? All these things should be standardized. That's your standard solution. And when their uh, confront goes out, you're going to see a whole mess of unusual solutions. Okay, they may leave them on phone uh, on hold forever, or they might get kind of curt with somebody or, you know, who knows? Well, you know, you know, and I know how they can get. But anyway, be that as it may, you do that and then just drill the receptionist. You yourself just drill the receptionist for a while and watch the difference. Watch the difference in your own statistics, the number of calls that come in, the the ease with which they get routed, the volume of calls will magically increase because you'd be surprised because some receptionists get so overwhelmed that all they want to do is get people off the phone as much as possible. So let's just do this as a drill to create the drills for how your incoming phone calls, uh, packages, mail, uh, bodies all get dealt with by the receptionist. Each of those probably need their own drill. Here's your drill for handling a body coming in to say hello, or here's how you handle a new customer. Here's how you handle a veteran customer. Drill, 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 drill. I'd rather you go overboard on the drilling than underboard, if there is such a word, uh, just for your own edification and for your own drilling and to raise your own confront and competence in this area. Uh, once you've got that down, there's also team drills like, okay, you know, maybe you want to put, I'll cover this more in its own episode, but um, how you can uh, be a customer and watch what happens as you go through the lines of your own company, your own business, uh, how you are routed and treated at each point along a line, that in itself can be drilled. So you can do drills that involve a half a dozen people, or two or three people or maybe the whole team or the whole squad. So there's all kinds of varieties of drills that you can do. Uh, all I'm trying to uh, put across with this episode is the importance of drills, that you do do drills, that you devise drills, that you study drills. Uh, Mr. Hubbard has m many, many drills already created um, that you can study in the Hubbard College reference set that I, I gave you. Uh, the book Problems of Work 
give some, uh, which I've recommended before. If you haven't read that yet, you should read it. Problems of Work by Mr. Hubbard also goes over the foundation of some drills and some simple drills that you can do. Drills. Uh, learn them, use them, drill them, and uh, you will discover a lot of your lack of implementation problems will be over. Just drill people on how to graph a statistic. Drill them on how to write a battle plan or a condition formula. Just drill them. Have them do it over and over until it becomes something they can do smoothly, uh, competently, and professionally. And uh, once you've got a team that's drilled, man, life becomes a song. Okay? So I'm going to leave you with this last section of the reference. It's three lines. This is from the Squirrel Admin article, and we'll be wrapped up with this article. Mr. Hubbard says, Competence is increased in the individual and the group by successes. Remember, we keep coming back to that word success. Successes come from anticipating the situation and handling it. So drills anticipate your situations. You're anticipating situations, and this is how you handle it. And that's where your success comes from. Standard admin is a key to competence and successes in an organization. L. Ron Hubbard. So uh, three final lines. Very important. And uh, tying in competent success and drill. All right. That's it for uh, today's episode. I uh, hope that was enlightening for you. And I hope you use it because, as I say, drilling requires confront, and uh, but drilling handles confront. So it's a bit of a catch-22, but start getting it into your uh, standard uh, business practices and you will get great benefit from it. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please leave your comments, uh, likes, write us at info at wiseeastus.org so we get your feedback because um, with that, we can always improve our episodes and um, serve you better. Hope to hear from you. Thanks again, and we'll talk next week.